This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. WPHT, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich is Nikki Haley playing the race card and the woman card, the woman race card, as the battle for New Hampshire heats up? Only it's not really much of a battle because Trump is going to win. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. But let's pretend like there's a lot of drama here, shall we? That's certainly what all the cable networks are doing. Pretending like there's a lot of drama and intrigue. No, Trump's going to win. Uh, and DeSantis made a very, very smart decision to get out of the race. Very smart. Like I told you last week, every single day on the show, I said it every day. DeSantis has to get out and save his political future. Democrats, by the way, are panicking about his return to Florida. They really are. They're panicking about his return to Florida. He's a great governor. He's going to do a great job as governor. And I think, you know, there's no doubt in my mind this was the only play he had because he was going to get destroyed in tomorrow's primary. Uh, And this is bad news for Nikki Haley. It's bad for Nikki because now the DeSantis voters will go to Trump or they just won't vote. But they're not going to Haley. They're not going to Haley. And it's an interesting thing about that. But. Either they will come out for Trump, and I think the, the majority of them will. I'd say like 90% of DeSantis' voters will come out for Trump. I think maybe 5% might go to Haley, and maybe 5% might just stay home, sit out of it. But that's not good for Haley. It, because the bulk of his support, and there, unfortunately it was not a lot, so we're not talking about massive numbers here. I think he was polling at 6 7%. But still, you know, every little bit helps, and you don't know what turnout's going to be like, but no doubt about it, Trump will win tomorrow. And the thing about it is that, and and this is where Nikki Haley is just ticking off a lot of Republicans. You know, it's one thing to go out there and say, I'll be a, I'll be a better candidate. You know, I'll be the better candidate. I'll do a better job. My ideas are better. It's another thing to start taking the Democrat playbook and to start throwing it at the guy who's most likely going to wind up being the Republican nominee, because that's what Haley's doing. You know, she's so desperate here to to win that she's saying the kind of things that the Democrats are saying about Trump and the kind of things you're going to say about him in the fall. And you don't you should not do that because that's not being a good team player here. It really isn't. And what I'm talking about is is that she's bringing up Trump's mental stability. Now, you know, as well as I do, that Joe Biden has lost it. Joe Biden is completely out of it. 
He's he's the uh, you know he's it's visiting your uncle in the old, in the old person's home and and wondering which Jello option he's going to pick out every night. He doesn't talk about anything. He, he winds up stumbling over the nonsensical things that he does say whenever he breaks from the teleprompter. They have to cut him off like a like a, a guy receiving an Academy Award. They got to play the orchestra music and make him stop talking. I mean it's bad, but to to then come out and say Trump's mental stability is declining. I mean, Nikki, that's exactly what the Democrats want people to say. That's exactly the playbook. They want people to say Trump's Trump's lost to two. So those two issues cancel each other out. But Trump hasn't. He's a very different age. I mean, he's, his age is not that far off, but his mental acuity is night and day from Biden's. And everybody knows that. And so to turn around and say that his mental stability is declining. And that's what she said to Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation. Now, she does the classic neocon Republican thing of trying to say what she thinks the corporate media wants to hear, what she thinks the left wants to hear. And she's she's vying for Democrat votes in New Hampshire. But this is the kind of stuff that is you're you're not going to win any friends. Trump's going to be the nominee and you and Chris Christie are going to be off in the wild because you're saying stuff like this. It's one thing to run and contrast the guy based on what you would do as president. It's another thing to kind of take these cheap shots. Cut number four. But, Margaret, you don't be surprised if you have someone that's. It's unclear what he's talking about as being deleted. But you said yesterday hearing this made you question Donald Trump's mental fitness. Is that the first time you questioned his mental fitness? If you look recently, there have been multiple things. I mean, he claimed that Joe Biden was going to get us into World War Two. I'm assuming he meant World War III. He said that he ran against President Obama. He never ran against President Obama. He says that I'm the one that kept security from from the Capitol on January 6th. I was nowhere near the Capitol on January 6th. But, Margaret, you don't be surprised if you have someone that's 80 in office. Their mental stability is going to continue to decline. That's just human nature. We know that. What I'm saying is, first of all, you're talking about somebody who's only going to be in office four years. Secondly, you're talking about someone who continues to, I mean, look, I don't know if he was confused. I don't know what happened, but it should be enough to send us a warning sign that if you look Joe Biden, he's very different than he was two years ago. Are we really going to go into a situation where we have wars around the world and we're trying to prevent war and we're going to have someone who we can or can't be sure that they're going to get confused it's a real issue that's not being disrespectful it's just a fact it's 100 being disrespectful and the only reason we're gonna have wars around the world is if you're president so yeah no it's 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 100 disrespectful people make mistakes of course people make mistakes all the time you forget things you forget somebody's name you you you, you, you mix up people i mean that stuff happens with people who are not in their late 70s and 80 it's not the same as joe biden and you know it so you said you said Nancy, uh, you said Nikki Haley instead of Nancy Pelosi. All right, it happens. I make mistakes like that. We all make mistakes like that. But but Haley, you're playing right into the Democrats' hands. That's exactly what they want people to think about Trump. They want people to think that the guy's lost it. And for you to be out there saying that, who how how does that help? How does that help anybody? 
No, we will have wars around the world if you're president. No question about it. And she's playing the card. She's playing the race card. She's playing the woman card. You know, I was teased every day for being brown. First of all, I don't believe this. I, re- I really don't because kids are not like this. I, this is a, a BS thing. She didn't grow up in the in the South in the 1950s. I mean, like, give me a break here. You know, this is this is exactly the kind of pandering that you'd expect here. Last week, she said America is not a racist country, and she bragged about the fact that she was the first um, brown person to become, brown woman to become governor of South Carolina. So she uses it when it's to her benefit, and then she turns around, and then she plays the victim card. And you know what? It infuriates a lot of people, like our buddy Kathy Barnett, who came out and said, give me a break. You know, I'm more brown than you are, Nikki Haley, and I, I haven't, nobody ever teased me. This is a bunch of BS is what it is. This is what she said on Meet the Press, cut number five. We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. Anybody can look at my record and see when Walter Scott was shot down by a dirty cop how I made sure that the Walter Scott family didn't suffer because we put the first body camera bill in the country in place. Anybody can look at the fact that when we had nine amazing souls die in Mother Emanuel Church, I did something that no Republican or Democrat ever wanted to touch, which was call for the Confederate flag to come down because it would take two thirds of the House and Senate and was an impossible feat. I don't know what you're implying with that, but what I will tell you is saying that I had black friends is a source of pride. Saying that I had white friends is a source of pride. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black because they didn't know where to put me. So look, I know the hardships, the pain that come with racism. It's the reason that I fight bullies every day when it comes to racism, anti-Semitism, or hate, and I always will. If I didn't mention slavery on that day, it's because that's an automatic. There's always been, the Civil War's always been known about slavery. So you see, she's she's the victim here. I mean, she'd become governor and all, but she's definitely a victim. And she's had it so hard. Her life has been so hard. It's it's just it's playing into exactly what and this is the it's the it's the classic quote unquote mainstream Republican thing to do, which is to say what you think the corporate media is looking for. And I'll tell you what happens if she becomes a nominee. Ready? What happens is they'll turn around and say, how can you remain a Republican in a racist party knowing that you were teased every day for being brown? And, and, and those comments will not help her in any way, shape or form. And it's the kind of victimhood crap that the left peddles every single day in this country. You know, that there's racism all around us and there's sexism all around us and homophobia and everything else and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, the bottom line is this. This is not she will stay in this race. I've told you my theory. She's going to stay in the race of the convention. The establishment wants to hope that something happens to Trump and that she will then be called in. I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think Republican primary voters want her, even if Trump is out of the race. I don't think they do. And, you know, you can disagree with me on this point, but I think that if that were to happen, if two months from now, you know, something happens to Trump and he's, he can't run and it's not going to be because of jail or anything like that, I think they'd want DeSantis back in the race. I don't think they'd want Haley. I don't think they'd rally around Haley. 
I think whoever Trump's VP would be has a better chance potentially of, of getting the party support at that point. But the Republican establishment is going to say the checks will clear and your consultants will get paid. So you got nowhere to go. Might as well stay in. But Trafalgar does excellent polling, and Trafalgar's polling is the best, you know what I mean? And they really point out what I've been saying, which is that we can all pretend like there's drama for tomorrow. There's no drama about tomorrow. Trump's going to win. And I don't think it's going to be close. But if it's not really, really close, there's no pathway here because she's going to go lose in South Carolina next, which is her home state. And she's already been rejected by Tim Scott and Nancy Mace. And the only person still around her at this point is, is, is Ace of the Hat, Hutchinson. That's it. So this is we can pretend like this is really a two-person race. It's not. It's not. Trump's the, Trump's the de facto nominee. He, you can say with confidence he is the presumptive Republican nominee. Now, could something happen between now and the convention to him physically that would prevent him from being able to run? I don't put anything past anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's, life is too unpredictable. But I know it's not going to be because he's going to be rotting in a Georgia jail cell. That entire Fannie Willis case is about to blow up completely because of her gumata. I, the Jack Smith federal prosecution is going nowhere because the Supreme Court's going to take way too long to decide on this thing anyway. Trump's going to be on the ballot. So all those efforts are not going anywhere. But if you think this is really a two-person race, like if you're one of those Republicans who thinks that Trump's going to lose or you can't stand the guy and you really think Nikki Haley has a shot here, you have to understand in order for that to be the case, she's got to come really close to Trump tomorrow in New Hampshire, and she's not going to. I'm telling you right now, you heard it from me first, and I'm really wrong on these things. As you know, we had a big win. The Zioli Army had a big win yesterday. Not because the Sanders dropped it out. Dropped out. I'm not saying it for that reason because I like him. I'm saying we had a big win because I gave him the advice to drop out, and he took it. Probably not because of me, but maybe. Who knows? All I know is that we predicted this right. We got it right. We gave him the good advice to save his political future, and he will save his political future. He took the road he needed to take. But we we were saying it all week, and we and 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 I predicted that he would be out of the race before New Hampshire. I thought he was going to drop on Friday. As a matter of fact, I was waiting. The cameras were all queued up, but it didn't happen. But anyway, Trafalgar's um, uh, the two two pollsters, Mark Penn, who is a smart guy, has done a lot of polling in the past for the Clintons, and Robert Cahaley from the Trafalgar Group. They talked with Maria Bartiromo yesterday morning. Cut number six. The Washington swamp has done everything in its power to take away your voice. But this Tuesday, it is finally. And one of the things that we talked about is how Trump's appeal to the independents was how he won the New Hampshire primary the first time in 2016. And, you know, there's this idea that independents are going to break all Haley's way. But it's more independents that were Democrats and switched parties back in December is going to be her strength versus true independents. And uh, our thought is that if Haley doesn't get within four or five to get very close, that she's just not viable anymore and she can't risk coming into her home state and getting beat and getting beat soundly. That, that's the kind of stuff political obituaries are made of. Uh, and she what wants about a political that? future, she can't yeah. do it. What about that? South Carolina, I've seen polls where she's down 30 to 40 points. What, what's the story in South Carolina, which will happen very soon after? 
I don't think she can break 35 right now. I mean, every, all the numbers we've seen and everything we've done just kind of give her a cap. And, we, you know, with, with Vivek out and um, with DeSantis fading, the, the, the possibility that Trump can get over 60 is really there. And uh, so I, it, it really just looks like this is kind of a, a her last stand to have viability. Uh, but, it, you know, she, she's got to be thinking about 2028 and beyond and getting creamed in South Carolina is not the way to get there. Yeah, it's not the way to get there, and it's probably what's going to happen, unfortunately, for her. So, yeah, you know, this is one of those times where you just got to say, and look, you know, I mean, the, the Tim Scott endorsement that Trump tells you everything you need to know. Tim Scott's a smart guy. He knows that Trump's going to be the nominee, and he also knows what the people of South Carolina think. I mean, she's not going to win her own state, and she's not going to come close in her own state. So, yeah, you can pretend it's a two-person race. You, you certainly can. You can pretend that, and technically it is. But you could also argue that it, unless in, unless something dramatic happens to change course here, that there's not enough support for her, even with Trump out of the race. Like, in other words, if Trump's out of the race, she still doesn't get vaulted to number one. There'll be a scramble, a scramble to get somebody else in the race. And that was the only argument for DeSantis to stay in, was what if something happened to Trump? But he was smart to recognize that the odds of that are pretty slim and that by staying in and getting slaughtered, he's only doing damage to himself in the future. The problem, though, for Haley at this point, as she keeps saying she's going to stay in it, she's going to stay in it, she's going to stay in it, and she's got a lot of swamp creatures around her. She's got a lot of, lot of establishment people whispering in her ear and saying, Nikki, you got to stay in this till the convention. We need you. What if something happens, Nikki? We need to be able to turn to you. And this is the same stuff they said to Ted Cruz in 2016. The same exact strategy. And it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. But what? But I mean, you know, Tim Scott's right. He's a smart guy. This is his endorsement of Trump last night. He uh, Friday evening, excuse me, at New Hampshire. It was right after the show ended. He then shortly got engaged to his beautiful fiance. shortly after that. Cut number seven. You see, we need a president. Who doesn't see black or white? We see a a president who sees Americans as one American family. We need. And that's why I came to the very warm state of New Hampshire to endorse the next president of these United States. And will he be the vice presidential pick? It's very possible. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to like Tim Scott if you're Donald Trump. No doubt. No doubt about it. There's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, he's on the short list for sure. No question about it. He's on the short list. Another person on the short list is J.D. Vance, the senator from Ohio. Ohio is a must win state. I think I think Republicans will win it. Um, J.D. Vance has a lot to offer. I think that he's not going to be Trump's running mate. But the rumor is he's on the short list. This is what he said over the weekend on Fox News Sunday. Uh, the new poll revealing that Trump is leading Haley by close to 20 points in New Hampshire. Cut number eight. I'm in every one of those same general election polls. And I beat Biden by 17 points. It's something that's resonating with people here. Here are a couple of voters I talked to who made that point as well. 
Tom and Linda. Okay, have you made a decision? Are you here to to get more information? Where are you guys at? I think here to get more information, but I'm sort of leaning towards Nikki. Okay, why? I think she's got the best chance to beat Joe Biden. Okay, you've seen the polls. Uh, not all of them are the wide uh, range that Nikki Haley cited there at 17 points. Most, most of them are closer, but she is in all of those head-to-head polls involving the GOP, uh, the one who seems to do best against the president. So what do you tell those voters who say that's why they're choosing her? Well, first of all, Shannon, I actually saw a Rasmussen poll just yesterday that suggested that Donald Trump did much better against Joe Biden than Nikki Haley does. So I don't think that's true of anything close to the majority of the polls. But, but again, I go back to something I said a little bit earlier. Nikki Haley has not faced the Democrat and media machine for six years. And we have to ask ourselves not what the, the polls will say today, but what do the polls say when Democrats run ads saying that Nikki Haley wants to slash your Social Security so that she can send more money to foreign countries? That is exactly what they're going to do, because that is, in fact, what Nikki Haley says she wants to do out on the campaign trail. We have to remember negative ads and the the messaging behind them, Shannon, if I can just finish, they really do make an impact. And we have to ask ourselves, who's the most resilient candidate in the face of the Democratic machine? I don't know how anybody can look at the last six years and say that's anybody but Donald Trump. You know, the point about... The point about she hasn't faced a general election, yeah, absolutely. She's not faced a general election when they turn their cannons on her, and and they will. And this is what always happens. You know, the the corporate media, uh, they love the moderate Republican, the whole idea of that. What they really mean by that is somebody who will give them a war. But the establishment loves it, too. But, no, if they think Biden can beat her, then they'll turn the cannons on her. If they they think that Biden's going to lose to her, they won't care because she'll give them Ukraine, and it's fine. They're terrified about Trump, though. They're terrified. Um, I don't know if Mr. and Mrs. Nobody on Twitter has been listening to the show, but I, I talked about the Supreme Court allowing federal agents to cut razor wire uh, earlier today. Uh, I talked about it in the 3 o'clock hour when it happened and the 4 o'clock hour as well. But, yes, that is the big story of the day today. The United States Supreme Court is allowing federal agents to cut razor wire installed along the border by Texas. And we can thank Amy Coney Barrett for siding with the Democrats for this treasonous decision. And why we are so anti-barbed wire, I have no idea, because it obviously is a powerful deterrent, which is why it's used by our government internally, domestically, all the time. A big story today brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com, which is also why we're launching our NoRazorWire.org organization. And the goal here will be to remove razor wire everywhere it is in the United States of America. Airports, prisons, power, power facilities, wherever there's razor wire, I want you to report it because we are going to lobby for it to be taken down. Razor wire is mean. For those people trying to break into a facility, do something they're not supposed to do, it's mean, and it's dangerous to them. And it's also apparently dangerous to law enforcement who has to deal with it. So my organization, norazorwireever.org.net, is going to be involved in the practice of having razor wire removed wherever it is. If there's razor wire by a prison, I want it taken down, because obviously it's mean to prisoners trying to escape. And it endangers the lives of corrections officers who'd have to deal with the prisoner trying to escape. 
If there's razor wire by an airport, I want it taken down because if a terrorist tries to sneak into an airport to hijack a plane, it's mean if they get cut on razor wire. And obviously, it endangers law enforcement who would have to deal with that terrorist trying to sneak into an airport, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if, and I mean this, if they put up razor wire in Washington, D.C. for the inauguration, I want that taken down too. Because it's mean. You can cut yourself on it. And then law enforcement, it's dangerous for them because if you get stuck on razor wire, then law enforcement has to come and rescue you. And that's dangerous to them. These are all the arguments that the Biden White House has given here. You've heard the arguments from Corrine Jean-Pierre. Razor wire is cruel. It's mean. So even though it works, it's a powerful deterrent, which is why we have it pretty much everywhere in this country. What I'd like you to do, your part to start doing right now, is I would like you to please help us uncover the location of razor wire. Now, understand that doing so may get you on a terrorist list, but you're probably already on that list, so it doesn't matter. But really, wherever you see razor wire, demand that it be taken down. Tear down this razor wire. Because if it's so cruel to illegal immigrants, if it serves as such a deterrent, and the Biden administration admits that it's a deterrent, and admits that it works, because if it didn't work, why would they want to take it down? Then just think about that. If razor wire didn't work, why would they be suing Texas to force Texas to remove the, bar, the razor wire? Because it works. And they don't want it to work. They don't want anything to stop the invasion of our southern border. This is the Biden administration admitting that they want the invasion to continue. They're not even pretending. They could have ignored it. They could have let some human rights groups sue Texas. But instead, the Biden Department of Justice went after Texas. And now, the United States Department of Homeland Security, as we speak, will be going in there and tearing down the razor wire. Texas won't do it. Texas doesn't have to. And Texas hasn't been ordered to take it down. But what the Supreme Court said is that the federal government can go in and take it down, even though it's Texas property on Texas state land. But federalism is dead. Federalism is clearly dead. But I just want to know if Corrine Jean-Pierre is going to have the same feeling about razor wire at federal penitentiaries. Because it seems to me that the Biden administration's concern with anybody who might get tangled in it is a legitimate one. It's very, very harsh. Not that I know. I've never actually tried to go over a fence that has barbed wire on it for a reason. Because I'm not an idiot and I know it would hurt. But that's the point. That's why we use it. We use it as a deterrent because it hurts people. The administration doesn't want any deterrence. No deterrence whatsoever. I hope the American people realize that. Now, for Justice John Roberts, I'm not surprised. He's going to rely on a terrible Supreme Court decision that said only the federal government, not the states, can deal with immigration. And Amy Coney Barrett, I'm not surprised either because, you know, it's probably not the Jesuit Catholic thing to do or something. I don't know. I haven't read any of the opinions yet. This all came out. But I know that obviously the dissents by uh, Gorsuch and Alito and Thomas and Kavanaugh are spot on. You know, the 5-4 decision. And I don't know if the opinions have been written. I don't know the extent of it other than the court has just made this ruling. And they said, for now, for now. The president was asked a question over the weekend. Do you say the border is secure? And he says, oh, you know, I mean, no, it's not secure. You know, we, we, I've been saying for 10 years now, uh, you know, give me the money. And then blaming it on Republicans. That Republicans are the reason why the border is not secure. 
Oh, the irony in this, right? As his administration turns around and now we'll be going in there and tearing down barbed wire. Literally going in. You're going to see, instead of the feds dealing with the invasion of the southern border, instead of the feds dealing with that situation, they're going to be spending their time and their precious resources now, and they are going to be taking down razor wire that is obviously doing its job, which is why the Biden administration wants it down, because it's doing its job. And I'm sorry, but as I look at that picture of John Fetterman uh, from his interview with Jake Tapper, I am more and more convinced that it is his body double and Fetterperson's body double has just now taken on the role of the senator. I just don't think it's John Fetterman. Sounds a lot like him, but it doesn't look like him anymore. Anyway, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. we got a lot more to get to as we continue to pretend like there's a real race in New Hampshire tomorrow. There isn't. But let's pretend for drama's sake, shall we? Who will win New Hampshire? How close will it be? Let's pretend. I like it. It's fun. You and I both know that Donald Trump is going to crush it tomorrow in New Hampshire and in doing so also crush Nikki Haley's political future. But don't count on her to drop out after New Hampshire or South Carolina when she loses that either. Just remember that. Mark is in Conshohocken. Mark, thank you for your patience and holding. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Rich. How are you? Good, good, good. Rich, I've never been so mad at the Supreme Court, especially the two reliable, supposed reliable conservatives they don't care about us and you know what you know how we repay them by instituting term limits then they'll wise up you know john roberts doesn't surprise me that guy is such a turncoat i am disappointed with amy coney barrett you know i'm so sick of hearing about them they're all we're conservatives we're conservatives well, they forgot about state rights. You're All exactly right. right. And and states' rights matter. And the state of Texas has the right to protect its own border. The state of Texas has a right here and a responsibility to do so. And the Supreme Court should acknowledge that. It's not fair to the state of Texas just because of where they're located ge- geographically that their state should have such a security risk. Right. And not only that, Rich, it's, it's border security. It's... Um, other issues that the Supreme Court, quote, conservatives, unquote, should be sticking up for us. That means all politicians, balanced budgets, it should all be stopped. So when the state gets some cojones and starts a convention of states, then they'll wise up. Well, I would love to see a convention of the states, an Article 5 convention of the states markets, what we need. But, buddy, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Thanks, Rich. I want to remind you, we have two great events coming up. Uh, first of all, the big event with Terry Hayes, his new book, The Year of the Locust, which is amazing, is February 7th. And get your tickets today by going to 1210WPHD.com. Terry Hayes is a remarkable guy. The book is amazing. We're going we're gonna to find out so much about the inner workings of the CIA and these denied access areas where these spies have to go into places like Iran, for example. Um, and he's got a great, he's, he's got a great mind. I mean, he, he's worked on so many great movies over the years, too. So we're going to have a real fun chat together. And then on February 1st, which is before February 7th, obviously, is our next comedy night at Parks Casino. And all you got to do to get your tickets is go to parkscasino.com slash comedy. We'll have great comedians there. 20 bucks gets you your ticket. 
and your first drink free. So you get laughs and a drink for 20 bucks. I'll be the MC along with Mike Baldini. We'll have a lot of fun, too. There'll be some great comedians there. We will enjoy the, the night together. Just go to parkscasino.com slash comedy for Joe Conklin's Comedy Night, Thursday, February 1st. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, and I will see you there. Now, uh, We'll talk more about New Hampshire, obviously. We will also talk about the latest uh, with this Supreme Court decision. There's a lot of reaction coming in. People are furious, and they, and they should be furious. This is an absolute disgrace, this decision by the, the Supreme Court. 5-4 ruling that Texas must allow the feds to remove the border uh, razor wire. It's, it's outrageous. It's atrocious decision, but not surprising. Not surprising when you consider what a turncoat John Roberts really is. We'll talk more about that. But listen, NJDiet.com is going to help you lose weight. 20 to 40 plus pounds guaranteed in only 40 days time with NJ Diet. What are you waiting for? You'll look great. You'll feel great too. And it's guaranteed. Forget shots. You don't want to spend the rest of your life getting shots and hormones and drugs and surgery, prepackaged foods, all those things. Please, you don't want to do that. What you want to do is go to njdiet.com today. You'll lose weight the right way with a program designed for your biochemistry. Just call 855-5-NJ-DIET or go to njdiet.com. Lose the weight for good once and for all and feel great because it's guaranteed, guaranteed weight loss without shots, without surgery, without side effects and all the other nonsense. This is what you need to do. You need to do it today. 855-5-NJ-DIET or njdiet.com. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. So Donald Trump gets his VP, that of course is the speculation. Uh, one of the names you've heard a lot about is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The young governor of Arkansas, of course, the former White House press secretary, mom, uh, and the daughter of uh, former governor Mike Huckabee. So she was on Face the Nation. Speculation builds about her potential as a pick for Veep, the, the Veep stakes. It's interesting, too, as I think about it, you know, the Veep stakes, as they call it, uh, are happening because everybody knows Trump's the nominee. 
But again, we can pretend like there's drama around New Hampshire. We can pretend like it's going to be close tomorrow. We, we can pretend like, oh, who's going to win? I, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Haley is going to come in a very, very bad second. She'll limp on to South Carolina. She'll lose there, too. But that doesn't mean she's going anywhere. But it's this is not a two-person race. Let's just stop. Stop pretending like it's a two-person race. It hasn't been. Trump has been the de facto nominee for a while. I've told you this. I was saying this last year. And I was saying it, and I got DeSantis people mad at me. But I said it had nothing to do with that. It's not that. I like DeSantis a lot. Just the reality. Just the political reality. The political headwinds are the way they are. You know, Greg Gutfeld said, Ron DeSantis is a lot like electric cars. People, people just aren't ready for him yet. I think DeSantis has a bright political future, and I've been saying that. And his decision to get out of the race was the smart political decision, period. And there were some people that thought he would wait until New Hampshire, and I said, if he does, it will destroy him. Because if he drops out after coming in third place, it is something you can't recover from. You will always be remembered as the guy who came in third place in New Hampshire, and that's not where you want to be. But anyway, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, would she do it? Would she be Trump's running mate? She sat down with Margaret Brennan on Face of the Nation. Cut number nine. Well, that's why we need him to come back for four years, because he didn't get to finish. But he certainly made significant progress. Our border was far more secure under President Trump than under President Biden. I had the chance to go to the border myself. And while I was there, met with those who are standing on the front lines, including members of the Arkansas National Guard that we deployed because the federal government is not doing their job. States are having to step up. And in meeting with those individuals, they told us, that more people had come across in just that month, just that month on the terrorist watch list than in the entire four years of Donald Trump's presidency. Donald Trump was actually taking steps to secure our border, to strengthen our country. It's hard to argue that having a good economy, having safe okay. and secure borders, taking a hard line against China, those are empowering Would you be and his VP things for our country. And only... And hold on, I want to just finish this one point. And only one of two people in the race has actually delivered on each of those things. And it's Donald Trump, not Joe Biden. And you'd be open to vetting to be his vice president, potentially? Look, I absolutely love the job I have. I think it's one of the best jobs okay. I could ever ask for. And I am honored to serve as governor. And I hope I get to do it for the next seven years. That's what you have to say, obviously. But no, she's on the short list for sure. I, I have no doubt. Um, but I don't think it's going to be her. I don't know. I just, I, I just don't. I, I don't. I, some, I just don't see it. But who knows? I mean, again, it's just going to be a game day decision probably by Trump. But maybe it'll be Doug Burgum. I mean, Doug is fighting hard. I got a better idea, Henry. Ready? Here's my pick, Jason Kelsey. <laughs> it definitely Not win Travis, Pennsylvania. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, who else? Who else could get away with taking their shirt off at a at a Chiefs Bills game? I mean, was that not a beautiful, beautiful sight? <laughs> it's glorious. And I'm so glad he did it. Uh, he's just a he's a he's such a handsome man. He'd be a great vice president. Um, his wife Kylie reacted to <laughs> the shirtless Jason Kelsey during the game. Um, she looked completely unfazed. She's gorgeous, by the way. And that guy outkicked his coverage big time. But um, she, I guess, shared a, a, a tweet, and she just kind of sits there and just sort of just has a look on her face like she can't really believe what's happening. But anyway, I mean, you got you to gotta love the guy. So 
Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people being outraged about it, though. Why? Well, because if you're getting mad at Taylor, you know, the pan, the camera panning to Taylor Swift, why are you, you know, so hype about Jason Kelsey getting the same treatment? Because he's got a better body than Taylor Swift. <laughs> he's got more curves. He's got more curves. <laughs> right. He's actually not just a thin piece of spaghetti. Uh, all right. I got to take a quick break. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We'll keep looking at the potential Veep stakes. Also, some sad news. Uh, those two Navy SEALs have been confirmed deceased. Uh, John Kirby came out and officially announced that a short time ago. And yes, the United States Supreme Court selling out federalism and the state of Texas. No question about it. We'll talk about all these things. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Uh, some sad news today. John Kirby, the uh, national security spokesperson. I mean, you, you would imagine the president of the United States of America coming out and saying something like this, but of course not. Uh, Henry, I don't know if you have the clip I sent over yet, but uh, a short time ago, he confirmed that those two missing Navy SEALs are, in fact, deceased. Uh, this is Kirby. Take a listen. Um, and then lastly, um, I'd be remiss speaking about the field of battle if I did not also um point you to the president's statement today uh, acknowledging and mourning the death of two navy seals uh, who were killed while conducting an interdiction operation um in the uh, uh in the gulf of aden uh trying to interdict uh, munitions and weapons that we believe were heading from iran to uh to the houthis uh, in yemen it uh, underscores how dangerous the mission can be um and the dangers that these Uh, these brave warriors are willing to face every day. And I think as we all go about our day, we ought to just take a moment to remember that a couple of families are just got the worst news possible. Um, And it's important that they know uh, that the president and the first lady will stay solidly behind them and their families, make sure that they get all the support they need. And I know that the same sentiment has been expressed to them from the Defense Department and from the Navy Department. You know, it's amazing that um, the president issues a statement that's not the same thing as the president coming out and saying anything. And they asked him. They did ask him today as he was getting ready to, I guess, come home on Marine One after spending another weekend away from the White House. And, of course, he doesn't say anything. You know, he just ignores the questions from the reporters about the two dead Navy SEALs. Uh, I'm not going to play the audio because it's painful, but Chuck Schumer just a short time ago was railing on the floor of the Senate about how we can't abandon Ukraine. We have to keep giving Ukraine more money. You know, it's amazing how the swamp wants to continue to feed this beast. And Nikki Haley does as well. I mean, she does. She does. I mean, this this is why I've told you before, and I'll say it again. The establishment is okay with Nikki Haley because of her stance on Ukraine. Both parties. Both parties. So if, 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 do not be surprised, A, when she loses tomorrow in New Hampshire, B, when she loses in South Carolina, and tomorrow will not be close, despite what the you know, prognosticators are saying, remember, I know better, um, that she will stay in because of the fact that the establishment could live with her over Trump. And if if it's going to be Trump, then they have to do something about Biden because he's losing. Biden is losing to Trump, and that is terrifying them. Ter- I mean, terrifying them. You know, I saw, I saw a link today that my buddy Matt Rooney posted. It's a story from, so, so General Kelly, right, who was Trump's First chief of staff. Exclusive from CNN. John Kelly goes on the record to confirm several disturbing stories about Trump. The thing about this article, though, it's on the Drudge Report. Which Drudge hates Trump, hates his guts, right? But it's on the Drudge Report in the top. 
So it looks like a breaking news story. But the article is dated Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. So what, what, what I don't understand is how is this new news? This is an old article. I mean, I'm, I'm looking. It says updated 8.52 a.m. Eastern, Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 5.54 p.m. So explain to me why this is something that would be a link on the judge report other than the fact that judge hates his guts and obviously the swamp is freaking out because trump's gonna win i mean he he's gonna win and beat joe biden which is why if you do believe my theory that they will swap biden out if they have to they will if 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 they have to do that they will do that they can't risk biden losing to trump they just can't and right now biden is losing to trump and these polls are terrible these polls are bad these are the kind of things you just can't recover from and, you know, Nikki Haley going out there and, and, and comparing Trump's mental acuity to Biden's is just a, another sellout move by her. This is exactly what the left wants. But Doug Burgum defended Trump. And Doug Burgum and the Burgum bros, I told you the reason why Trump won New Hampshire in the first place was because of Doug Burgum. And yes, okay, fine. I called Doug Burgum as being the next president. I was wrong on that. But I hope I've redeemed myself. With my advice to Governor Ron DeSantis, which I've been giving since Iowa, get out of the race before New Hampshire. I don't know any other conservative talk show hosts who were saying that besides me. Maybe they were. But all I know is that we like to take credit for things on this show. Here's Doug Burgum defending Trump on the campaign trail as he talked to Martha Raddatz on ABC News this week. Cut number 10. You spent more than $12 million of your own money to run for president, saying you had the best chance of pulling the country together. You are now endorsing Donald Trump. So you believe he has the best chance of pulling the country together? Well, Martha, I'm endorsing Donald Trump uh, because I've had an opportunity to serve as governor uh, under President Trump and under President Biden. Uh, President Trump and I were both elected on the same day back in November of of 2016. I had endorsed him then. I endorsed him in 2020. And as uh, we know, during the time that President Trump was in office, I mean, we had peace and prosperity in America. And and under President Biden, we've got chaos around the world. You know this better than anyone. You've traveled more. You know the countries. But between the Middle East, Eastern Europe, uh, what's going on with China, the world is on fire. And and uh, our, as when I was campaigning, we were running on three things. The economy on energy policy and national security and how those three things are all interrelated and joe biden is taking us in the wrong direction on all of those 180 degrees in the wrong direction and and not, i'm confident that president trump is uh, he's going to be right on the economy right on energy policy and right on national security there's doug burgum doing the right thing and doug burgum will wind up in trump's cabinet i truly believe that and maybe he'd be a good pick for it too he won't be the running mate but he'll be a um He'll be in the cabinet, I think. All right, listen, we got a big 6 o'clock hour coming up for you, our fourth and final hour of the show. We'll preview New Hampshire, obviously. The United States Supreme Court deals a gigantic FU to Texas, and two sellouts, John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett, lead the way. We'll share, we'll share that breaking news with you in the 6 o'clock hour as well. Plus, a question, which is, is it okay for uh, unaccompanied minors to be left in malls because one local mall is actually enforcing the policy against it, saying, no, they can't. But isn't the mall the place where young unaccompanied minors go for fun? We'll talk about all that straight ahead. Don't go away. Rich Seal 
Daily weekday afternoons 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. And on the free Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.